Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for July 11th, 2021, the seventh Sunday after Pentecost, proper 10, uh, or 15 if you're counting, uh, uh, which I forget how that works. And we're coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal <laughs> Church in Fishers, Indiana. Now, Bruce, how are you? I'm good. I'm you... hot, but I'm good. <laughs> Yes, uh, uh, the poor. Once again, AC. my air conditioning has failed. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it, so it will soon now be it's on the, the mend. Yes, yeah. With an and, and in all seriousness, fortunately, with an interest-free payment plan. Hey, even <laughs> better. The way it should be. Uh, yeah. So that's that's good. That's exciting. And hopefully, it'll um, be good for ten years. At least, at least, or until the next uh, oppressive summer. Well, um, well, that's when the warranty completely runs out. Is ten years? Is, is only? Oh, is in ten years? I was going to say, is yeah. in a year? Oh no, no. Uh, no good, 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 good. Uh, now, uh, uh, avid, avid listeners will wonder why we're so late. But first, you've been you've been traveling, and uh, yeah, and, and things have been going on. So, so uh, uh, first of all, how was your time away? It was wonderful. Got to. Finally meet a grandson who was mm-hmm. born just over a year ago, but couldn't go see him because of COVID and had a wonderful visit with he and his two moms and just wonderful. So I'm on cloud nine that way. Good, lot, good, good. Lots of little boy hugs before heading home. Awesome. Let's bring you down from that cloud, cloud by <laughs> forcing you to spend an hour with me. Um but uh, but yeah no that's exciting. Uh, so yeah, we, yeah. Uh, holiday weekend ran a little long. Monday was kind of a holiday for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we figured we figured on behalf of the listenership, you wouldn't mind us being a day late. Uh, so uh, if we were wrong in that, uh, you can email us at shortcut the Sunday at shortcut at hfpc.org. You are desperate uh, for that first email, aren't you? <laughs> I sure am. I'm really looking forward to. Uh, actually, we've had we've had a couple before. Uh, uh, and, and, uh, I'm teasing. Yeah. Some have re- have, have uh, uh, resulted in questions being asked on the podcast. Yeah. So if you yeah. want to be uh, one of those lucky few uh, to stump us, uh, uh, take your chance to stump the priest. It's not hard to stump me, um, but uh, but uh, 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 take a shot, and we'd be we'd be very happy Thir- to include it. Thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, and, uh, on the podcast, I don't, I, I, I actually forgot to even ask if she still listens, but, uh, just in case, whether she does or doesn't, uh, want to give a quick shout out for, uh, to, to, uh, uh, Kathy Scott for stepping in this past Sunday. Oh, yes. Fantastic job. Definitely. Uh, and, uh, uh, long, long time friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so shout out to her, whether she hears it or not, she earns it. Uh, and, uh, it was great to see her this past Sunday. Uh, uh, yeah, and, some, uh, sometime we'll have to make, um, you know, t-shirts to be prizes for something. Ooh. You know, like the radio ooh. shows used to do anyway. I don't know if yeah. <laughs> all the computers analysis and stuff, if that even makes a difference, but. I can envision the S to S logo uh, right now emblazoned across the hoodie yeah. or, uh, or something. That'd be that'd be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, like old timey, then... uh, uh, good morning Vietnam style uh, um, uh, microphone. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah. even more old timey. When you say old timey, it's the same microphone, but I'm thinking like 1940s, and you, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, when I was in kindergarten, thank you. I, I, I I recognize that it's a depiction of the old equipment that the army had at the time uh, of, that the movie was depicting. So fair enough, fair enough. Right. Um. Uh. But uh. But yeah, that that would be that'd be kind of cool to have yeah. some, uh, some some shirts made. Perhaps perhaps uh we shall put something in the works. That would be a yeah. Lot. Uh. And we will sell the two t-shirts. Uh. <laughs> one that I buy and the one that you buy. Uh, and we will. All, all funds will go towards charity. <laughs> well, I, well, I just, you know, and I, if we time it right, it could take care of our Christmas shopping list for the people we hold mm. near and dear. There you go. What's better? And then in time for vol- for Valentine's Day, we can do retro jerseys. Ooh, there we go. Let, yeah, let me ask you, audience, what is what is better? What could possibly be better than to receive uh, uh, an emblemed T-shirt for something that you do not know what it is, and then and then 
be bombarded by the gift giver as to tell you about it. <laughs> Why? Well, well, at least the people in my you. life that would get it. They've already had the verbal bombarding. <laughs> Good. I like. I like this idea. I like this idea. We'll Me get too. The word out we'll have yet. to play with that. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll. Um, Speaking of playing, perhaps we should move to our, our yes. game for the day. Let me uh, move to our Stump the Priest uh, uh, person of the day. Uh, and uh, Bruce, your person today uh, was born circa 480 and died 547. Uh, Benedict hmm. of Nursia. Oh, okay. Creator, basically creator of monastic orders. And yes. uh, to this day, he his rule for communities is the foundation for, I would say, a majority of religious orders in, in Western Christianity, both male and female. Hmm. And w one of the primary um, rules within um, his work is hospitality. And so a lot of parishes will describe themselves accurately, hopefully, as taking on Benedictine spirituality when they focus on the exercise of hospitality to anyone who comes through their doors. Yeah, I, I had thought that this one might not stump you, but... Uh, hey, I, it's I, nice I, to finally get a W. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, it's a twofer, too. Uh, not only do you get the, the, the uh, joy of being absolutely 100% correct, um, we also have the joy of identifying somebody who's celebrated on the day of the church calendar um, on Sunday. His, oh, cool. The day that we celebrate St. Benedict is July 11th. So uh, coordinating with, I just happened to stumble upon that this week, and uh, oh, nice. coordinating with uh, this week. Uh, so we will celebrate on Sunday. So we, we very much expect uh, the sermon to... The homily to not be about uh, the gospel reading or or any such nonsense like that. It'll have to be about Saint Benedict. Oh, don't count on that because <laughs> because oh. at the ten o'clock service we have a baptism. Okay, so. well we might do something <laughs> like that. I mean, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, to be telling a little guy <laughs> at that stage you want to be a monk really doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, so... But on the other hand, it is it is a really good saint state to be baptized upon. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. So that's that um, will be nice. I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but, um, uh, and I, ha I normally don't read, uh, uh, read ahead of time the, the, the readings uh, for the week, um, but... You say you don't want the homily to be about uh, Benedictine, you know, <laughs> monk-related things. And yet, I happen to know a little bit about what the gospel reading is about. And that is equally abhorrent yes. for, <laughs> that for a little one's baptism. Well. <laughs> um, like I said, I don't want to give away the farm ahead of time. But, right. uh, um we, uh, we will talk we, about that when we get there. That's that what we call room. in this business the hook. Uh, so when we get foreshadowing, there, foreshadowing, you will you will know uh, what it is, why it is that I say that. Um, but uh, so let's get started down that path then, uh, yeah. if you don't mind. Our first reading will be from Amos chapter seven, verse seven through fifteen. Uh, so Amos. It says this, this is what he showed me. The Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, see, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel and will never again pass them by. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. And I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to King Jeroboam of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you. In the very center of the house of Israel, the land is not able to bear all his words. For thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall die by the sword, and Israel must go into exile away from his land. And Amaziah 
said to Amos, O seer, go, flee away to the land of Judah, earn your bread there, and prophesy there. But never again prophesy at Bethel, for it is the king's sanctuary, and it is a temple of the kingdom. Then Amos answered Amaziah, I am no prophet, nor a prophet's son, but I am a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees. And the Lord took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. So let's start with the first things first here. Amos, tell me about this book. Uh, what does the what what is Amos about? It's it was written about the same time, maybe a little bit earlier than the very first part of Isaiah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so of the collection of uh, prophets following, I'm trying to put it this broadly so people can immediately sort of snap their fingers and go, oh. So the prophets that came after Samuel, after mm -hmm. King David and King Solomon and all, Amos is, is among the earliest who are remembered in the Bible and okay. of that second grouping. And so he was writing about basically the ways in which the Jewish people were messing up, but more especially how the rulers were and how that, if they continue down that path, it will lead to their destruction, which it did by the mm -hmm. Babylonians destroying uh, Jerusalem and taking into slavery the um, people. So uh, when I was in seminary, when we we had to memorize all sorts of stuff about the books of the Bible, the little reminder about how do you tell whether a verse is from Amos is angry Amos. Because he's, he's ticked off about everything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we all know those people. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I, I did a little bit of research of this on the side. Uh, again, because we're, we're, we're recording a little bit late. So I got yeah, I yeah, got, time. I got, I, well, it wasn't so much time. I got antsy. I wanted to. Oh, to, to, <laughs> good. Uh, but uh, but so uh, there's a little bit of it given away uh, there in 14. Uh, but uh, one of the things that kind of stood out to me when researching the book of Amos was that it's it's a it's kind of a prophecy book. But Amos would ne certainly would not consider him a, himself a prophet. Oh no, um, you're right. Uh, he he very much uh, considered himself a normal every day goer kind of person uh, yeah a, a dresser standing. of sycamore trees yeah yeah uh which i'm not entirely sure what that means sounds like a very odd habit or hobby to have um but <laughs> no, that, I, that was uh, a sure profession thing he, he they were very well dressed uh back in those days <laughs> is what you're saying <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I know, I know a, that like Christmas trees have like tree skirts. So I mean, <laughs> I've seen some very fancy ones. I'm sure, I'm sure his were lovely. He was a lumberjack, <laughs> and he was okay. Oh, 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 so by dressing the tree, he like uh, was felling it and trimming it so that it would grow well in order to be used for various construction purposes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So a little, little so so that. That uh, that uh, profession involved some. I mean, I don't know if gardening is the right word when it's a sycamore tree, but you know, it's along those kind of same kind of lines of pruning and uh, nurturing uh, so that it yields uh, its proper crop. Which which I, yeah. I suppose sycamore trees were often almost always used for building things. Um, well, yeah, I mean in. Then and now, um, the land is a, is in the Mediterranean climate. So sycamore okay. trees are one of are rel are pretty fast growing, and mm -hmm. if they are nurtured along well, grow very they grow fast, they grow thick, and so are appropriate for lots of different uses of making furniture and all sorts of things. Uh, and so the task of keeping the grain, the tree growing properly so the grain is strong it is very crucial because there were so few trees available. Mm. You know, they didn't have a good Midwestern forest there. It was much more sparse. I gotcha. That makes sense. Um, he, uh, I mean, 
we, we only have a snippet here, but uh, his, um, the words that Amos himself is quoted as having said here, uh, he definitely does sound uh, more like a simple guy. <laughs> um, because, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know what it is about the, the beginning of this conversation when Amos is talking to God. Uh, but I absolutely love it because uh, um, his answer to God is like the most simple a statement that uh, you can imagine. Like, it, I'm not saying he's a simpleton, but like it's the, it's a it's a simpleton response of like, Amos, what do you see? It's a plumb line. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine God being like, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> You are absolutely correct, Amos. This is a plumb line. <laughs> well, okay, just to blow your mind. Uh-huh, sure. No one knows what that actually is. What the it's, phrase a plumb line is? Yeah. the People are guessing when they translate it, but this is the only time that term appears in Hebrew. And, and so it appears four times in a row. Yeah. And so oh. it, it's only by context that the that people decide. I guess it's a plumb line. Uh. <laughs> I love this even better than uh, that. Like in the Hebrew, it's like, oh yeah, Amos knows that's a newsy. What's it? <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, why not? Yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Everyone knows a who's he, what's it. Uh, like, yeah, you know, uh, maybe uh, that would be a better translation. <laughs> Amos, what do you see? I see a whatchamacallit. You know, the, the good old whatchamacallit. Yeah, that's right. Because everyone knows the whatchamacallit, you know, divides uh, thing, like, creates a clear line. It, it, contextually, it does make sense. Uh, like, it, one would imagine, like, a plumb line. Um, uh, God, like, taking the kind of the... Although I, I'm thinking, no, I'm not thinking of a plumb line, am I? The plumb line is. The, I have no the, idea. <laughs> the the that's a weight on like a string that you that like you can yep. swing and it draws. Well, no, no. I'm more okay. thinking of the, the thing that you snap, like the, the like you, you it has like dust on the string and you snap it and it creates that. It, you can do that with a plumb line, but you okay. don't have to do that with a plumb line. Okay. okay, but your your first description was kind of right, where it is it's a string with a weight on the bottom, and gravity through gravity that string will be pulled taut and straight, mm -hmm. and then you might snap it if you've covered it with dust, or you might carve following that plumb line to work with stone, um, but it's it's. A, a very simple and yet accurate way of making a straight line vertically hmm. mm -hmm. or indicating one and then yeah, you can so, make it uh um i i'm setting it in the midst of my people i will never again pass them by um what's what i mean I know that you said angry Amos, so therefore, if he's passing on a message from God, it's uh, uh, God's not happy. Uh, so, I mean, I get I get that as the gist uh, uh, here. Is there any um, specific thing that stands out as like this is this is the thing that that the Lord God is not happy about, or is it I'm just King Jeroboam? King, yeah, it's the king. Okay. Okay. And and basically. What God is saying is, I'm I'm siding with the people, even though the king is messing up. Gotcha. So so creating a a a clear line in the sand as we're continuing some sort of version of the metaphor that uh, <laughs> God's wrath isn't against the people themselves. Uh, the the ind indication is that uh, hey, look, this king's going the wrong way. I don't hold everybody accountable for it but he is going to lead you to ruin and destruction um well and he's not it it it's it's not that god is wrathful it's that the king is not listening to god and so there are going to be consequences from 
the king of Babylonia, mm-hmm. not from God. Um, whereas if the if the people stick to the the whatever the whatchamacallit, then even though they will bear the brunt of the Babylonian oppression, they will mm-hmm. still be of God. Whereas the king is okay. like, man, the heck with you. I'm almost a god myself. So one true god, near, near. Mm, I gotcha. Okay. So uh, Amaziah is the priest of Bethel who tells on him. Uh, and uh, uh, Jeroboam has his reaction. And so then... Um, So then, uh, um, Jeroboam has his reaction. Amaziah comes back to Amos with that reaction. Is I reading all that correctly? And then Amos says, like, I'm not that fancy, and uh, I'm going to do what God told me to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, and Uh, it's, see, it's... Okay, I was. Amos is saying, okay, at the time of Amos, there were professional mm-hmm. prophets, there were professional priests, two different professions. Each had their mm-hmm. own privileges and sources of income and status and power. And basically, Amaziah is saying, hey, you know, Amos, straighten up if you want to keep your job as a prophet. And Amos saying, I don't care about that stuff. <laughs> you, you read this situation wrong, friend. Yeah. You know, I'm happy going back to the trees and the sheep. Um, and it's the old thing, if, if ultimate freedom is having nothing to lose. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so he has the ultimate freedom to serve God because he is not holding his own status and power as most important. Hmm. And it's therefore is a great example for us to this day. Yeah, I like it. Good on you, a- angry Amos. You're yeah. Something good here. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he, he may be angry Amos, but he has a lot of good stuff to say in terms of, oh, yeah, <laughs> for people, for people, Christians today. Good. Uh, is any, anything else about this story? Any little hidden? I, I, I love the idea, the, the, the tidbit about uh, not having. A, a word or a, a, a correct one-to-one phrase here for the plumb line. Is there yeah. anything else like that hidden here? Um, the It's not hidden, but the high places of Isaac shall be made desolate uh-huh. in the following verse. That's Those are the places of worship that mm. Amos was old enough, was far enough back that he was conversant with the traditions from the time of Isaac, long before the establishment of the temple, that by the time the temple, when, when the temple was built, those high places became sort of backups. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so Amos is saying, you won't even have your backups. The temple's going to be destroyed. Even the hilltops are going to be desolate. That's uh, how much the king is messing up. He's going to lose that's a lot. it all. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, so hmm. even if you head to the hills, you're still going to be in grave danger, people. So hmm. don't trust this king. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Uh, terrifying. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, then let's move on from Amos. Uh, apologies to the book of Amos. We probably won't be back for a while. Um, uh one of those it's just one of those books that we don't get to very often yeah i'd love to it's so much good more. stuff there yep 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 uh ephesians oh and chapter... i should say oh. some of it is completely confusing like with the whatchamacallit <laughs> so if you do the wonderful thing and sit down and read it don't worry if some of it is just too bizarre for you to get it's it's too bizarre for the scholars as well uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's there's absolutely no shame in that, especially right. uh, as we move uh, to 
uh, uh, appalling uh, letter uh, where I usually have difficulty uh, following along some of his stuff, and it's written fairly plainly. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Ephesians is our second reading, chapter 1, verse 3 through 14. As I'm scrolling to get all the page, there we go. Uh, and that reads this way, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the Beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. With all wisdom and insight, he has made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to gather up all things in him, things in heaven and on and things on earth. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will, so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance towards redemption as God's own people to the praise of his glory. Uh, there for a minute there, this almost sounded like a prayer. Very good. As it did. It was. It, it was? Okay. Yeah, the the opening, um, is a, uh, is a Jewish prayer. Okay. Okay. Um, and, you know, with Jesus Christ added to it, but... Paul is is purposely pulling in his own Jewish tradition into this part of the letter where in other letters he has a explicitly Christian Thanksgiving with no references to Judaism this this section is full of Thanksgiving but it uses Jewish elements so it is another way of Paul establishing himself as a bridge person between the the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians. Hmm. So he's working on bridging that gap. Yeah. Um, and and this is this is still when there was a, a great doubt among Christians whether someone could be a Christian without being Jewish first. Okay, so that because initially it was the uh, kind of like a a, a mixer, uh, and the, and the uh, people were uh, uh, very much the Christians were in temple. Uh, they were yeah. they were uh, kind of initially together. So this is kind of the beginning of the question of like, hey, can these two uh, coincide, or is this a whole separate deal? Do we have to separate that kind of a thing? Yeah, and. Okay. The other fun thing here is that it probably was not actually written by Paul, even though it sounds a lot like Paul. It is, mm-hmm. Instead, it was probably written by one of his closest followers very soon after Paul died. Gotcha. And, and so the, the author is in part trying to further Paul's cause of respecting the Gentiles who are seeking to become Christians as worthy of doing so without having to jump through a hoop of becoming Jewish first. Ephesians is the book. We, we, we start here in verse three. Ephesians is the book where it starts. I Paul. And it's yes, not, it's not I Paul. Right. Uh, I knew this was easier to read. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it has, um, in in these verses we have, it has a, uh, a reference or a, a, a cut and paste from Jewish prayer, 
and mm-hmm. from Christian liturgical Christian liturgical prayers that had already been formed. So the author okay. is actually pulling together in these eleven verses the the two liturgical traditions, spiritual traditions that were part of monotheism and in order to make the point that this is for everyone that christianity is for everyone Hmm. um is the book of ephesians more uh, along these lines kind of instructional uh prayer filled uh less um um it's pushing almost use the oh is it okay yeah, I, I mean, was going to use the word argumentative because in, in in the good sense, like in in the sense that that Paul's letters were creating a uh, an argument for his point of view. He was trying to it was he was trying to uh, um, um, justify the thought process in a way that the audience would understand. So, uh, is is it more along those lines, or more along the lines of of more more of this kind of thing? Well, it it starts as we have here with this, in a sense, uh, well, with this prayerful way of existing as a human being on Earth, but then the author does get pushy about nuts and bolts as to how to live that out. Okay. And so one of the the most um, notorious parts is, um, let's see, in chapter five beginning around verse 21 of wives be subservient to your husbands. Yeah. Uh, Bethany loves that one. Her favorite. <laughs> Yet another t-shirt you could get her. <laughs> uh, if I felt like getting punched, probably. Yeah. And to be perfectly clear, this is one of those moments where the Episcopal church is quite happy to say, a Paul didn't say that it was someone else later in time. Sure, and but had he, he. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but it, it, if had he, we put the Gospels as primary and the Paul, the all of the letters as commentary, which mm-hmm. we have, you know, we can. I was going to say take it or leave it. And I guess that's true, but certainly we're supposed to take it with a grain of salt and interpret it and say, yeah, that's still useful. Nope, that's not. And if something's not, it it. Is not a sin to say, yeah, husbands and wives, these relationship descriptions, not helpful. Um, right. Descriptions of how a slave is supposed to be part of a household, not helpful. Um, those were yeah. just so specific to a certain time and place. They may not have even been helpful when they were written down. Since we don't have the reactions of the audience. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, it, I I imagine even back in the times shortly thereafter, Paul, uh, there were a few wives that probably would have taken uh, issue with. <laughs> yeah, because the... you don't know my husband. <laughs> well, and the There's Roman no chance I'm listening to that idiot. <laughs> and the Roman world was a lot more respectful of women's autonomy and and legal positions than mm-hmm. we imagine since we look at through the lens of how Western civilization, frankly, went downhill in terms of Mm -hmm. the role of women. But at the time of the height of the Roman empire, they could inherit property. They could own businesses. um, Yeah. Not as, not as, uh, not as antiquated as, as we have a tendency to associate with just simple, everything prior to us uh, uh, really is, is the mindset that we have. Oh, right. yeah, up until 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, arguably, the uh, America in the 1800s was much more backward in terms of the roles of women and people of color than the Roman Empire was in the time of Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Um, but, okay, so, so, so for context, one, keeping in mind, this is not actual, actually Paul... Oh, I suppose could one call it still Pauline? If okay, this may sound has a just, hint of Paul. I was going to say it's Pauline-ish, ish. Yes, ish. Pauline-like. It, yeah, I think Paul would be very happy with these verses. 
mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. with everything in the letter. Gotcha. Which is probably gotcha. one reason we have these verses. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, yeah. Um, and anything else specific? I, oh, I did have a question about the, uh, these specific verses. Um, just, just for clarification, in verse six, we have the word "beloved" with a capital B. Yeah. Uh, pre, pre, prior statement was talking about uh, 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 through you know uh, he destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ uh, to the praise of his uh, glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the beloved is beloved Christ is beloved. Yes. Okay. All right. Just wanting to make sure that. It, that and you is, spotted. Uh, you spotted one of the reasons why people think this is after Paul's death because nowhere else in the New Testament, so in none of Paul's writings that have survived or in any of the Gospels or in any of the other letters that were written later, is Jesus described as the beloved. However, mm. in various church writings in the decades following, it was an increasingly common expression to use to describe Jesus's relationship to the rest of the Trinity. Hmm. So since this is the first, basically this is, since this is the first time we see it and we see it much more um, in other writings that no one tried to get into the Bible, we can tell that this is in fact a later writing, both the vocabulary and the theology is later than that which was in the Christian community during Paul's lifetime. Gotcha. That makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. it's fascinating how, like, one word we can go, oh, that you know, that raises flags. Right, that's new. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's not a bad image, but it's a unique, no. u- it's a unique image in the New Testament. Right. Right. Uh, anything else about uh, nope, the, be- the opening part of Ephesians? It's the best part. I will. For this is one of the few books. Well, I will not say. Yeah, you should read the whole thing because <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> You're like, this is the best part. You can skip it. <laughs> yeah, I, I really think so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, what? you know, it's it's almost like someone thumbing through a library and reading the front first page and saying, "Oh yeah, this is a good book. We should keep this one." <laughs> And then finding out the rest of it's just drivel. <laughs> right, right, right. Had a had a good opening scene, but yeah. then you know it just kind of fell apart after Went that. Way downhill. <laughs> All of a sudden, there, there were aliens. And yeah. I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Uh, um, and and, uh, it, and and it's 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 almost refreshing to hear because I'm sure people have. Uh, I'm sure even the most uh, um, uh, ardent supporters of uh, uh, biblical text have had moments of doubt as they've read something going, wait a minute. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it's it's good to hear for for other people to hear like, that reaction is okay. You're talking about uh, uh, older writings. (laughs) That's Holy Spirit guidance to say, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, such and such have uh, you know th- this person had this reaction and did this and you know somehow it's good and you're sitting there scratching your head going that doesn't sound good yeah. <laughs> wait a minute I'm, I'm not sure about this so yeah it, I, I think it's it's comforting to hear that it's okay to uh, uh turn your head sideways and 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 uh, be caught off guard by a passage or a an entire series of sections in a in an entire book, and be like, wait, some of this isn't. Are we, sure? are we like looking over left and right? Are we yeah. sure we're still good with what? this? Or... I I would even <laughs> I would go so far as to boldly say, I'd be perfectly comfortable if someone as part of their spiritual walk read this section of Ephesians, and then the last verse of Ephesians and called it good. May God go with you, and or what is it, what is the last section of peace, Ephesians? Peace be to the whole community, and love with faith, and love with faith from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who have an undying love for our Lord Jesus Christ. Can't we just put cut that out and put it in Galatians instead? <laughs> I mean, 
Come well, on. you know, the Galatians is short. Let's uh, yeah, let's beef it up a little bit. <laughs> toss it into the third book of John or something. Maybe, you know, just uh. See, anyway, it's it's why anyway. the Bible keeps us on our toes. Is we can't just sit there with eyes half glazed, going yup, 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 to <laughs> each verse. Fair, fair enough. Well, let's move on to our gospel reading. Uh, uh, the, the the payday to our hook earlier today. Uh, Mark chapter six, verse fourteen through twenty nine. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some were saying John the Baptizer has been raised from the dead, and for this reason, these powers are working in him, or are at work in him. But others said it is Elijah, and others said it is a prophet, like the ones of the one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, "John, whom I beheaded, has been raised." For Herod himself had sent men who arrested John, bound him, and put him in prison on account of Herod, Herodias, sorry, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. For John had been telling Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he protected him. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers and officers and for the leaders of Galilee, when his daughter Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it. And he solemnly swore to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, even half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? She replied, The head of John the baptizer. Immediately she rushed back to the king and requested, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was deeply grieved, yet out of regard for his oaths and for the guests, he did not want to refuse her. Immediately, the king sent a soldier of the guard with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When the disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. Now, who wants to baptize an infant? <laughs> Um, they fit on uh, a platter well without having to cut them up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gosh. Um, so, um, all right. Unpack a little bit of this for me. Herodias is named Herodias because Herod married her. Is that like how that works? Is that. His you know, I, but originally it was his brother's wife. Wait, now you're confusing me. (laughs) Let's see. So what verse are you at? All right. So in 17, he's Ah. talking about arresting John, binding him uh, on account of Herodias, his brother's Philip, his brother Philip's wife, because Herod had married her. Right. Eh? I, in all honesty, I don't know why she has that name whether it was coincidence or if in fact it was her married name so to speak gotcha gotcha um and uh apparently all of that was uh uh so it was is it maybe the uh, uh insinuation here is that philip died or herod took her from him um, either way, John wasn't good with it because he said, it's not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias was apparently all good with being married to the king, uh, and, right. and, uh, uh, always hated John the Baptist as a result. Yeah. Cause he proclaimed the scandal that it was. Um, right. and one thing that, which this... kind of seems to imply that maybe Philip was still around. <laughs> well, and part of the fun is. This is one of the few gospel passages where we have an independent historical account from, hmm. the, from the historian Josephus 
And what Josephus says is that Herodias was actually Herod's mother-in-law. So it's even worse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so then is... Then it says, when his daughter Herodias came in. So this is Herodias, the daughter of Herodias and Herod? In verse 22? Eh? Questions? Huh. I have questions. <laughs> You're confusing me. <laughs> no, but I yeah. Mean, there are way too many Herods and Herodiases and that sort of thing. Uh, what's what's that old uh, 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 song you'd sing as a kid? And like uh, everybody's named the same thing. Um, uh, John... Jingle, Jinger, Jingleheimer, Schmidt, or right. His name is my name too. Uh, whatever, whatever that is. Uh, apparently, everybody's name is Herod. Yeah, it's 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 male Herod, female Herod, uh, <laughs> and other female Herod. Uh, uh, all all maybe together here, but either way, it's his daughter who does and the dance. His daughter who does the dance. His daughter is not the same one who is holding a grudge against John the Baptist. That's her mother his, her her mother uh what a, <laughs> and just, i'm looking at the other gospels that have this story what we've just described is accurate okay okay uh, regardless of what their names are uh it's accurate. right <laughs> and um and matthew more even more implies that herod just sort of told philip i'm getting your wife and shut up. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> As you suggested. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Um, I, 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 th this story is presented so nonchalantly, my brain cannot actually handle uh, how, how Mark actually presents it. So in my traditional manner of zhuzhing up the story, allow me to to offer this interpretation his the king's daughter comes and dances yeah. and he's so uh, uh thrilled with her as far as I, I i don't know she danced beautifully she she uh has grown up to be a fantastic person very proud uh, whatever the reason may be and he said uh ask me for a favor on my birthday and i will give it to you no questions asked you can even have half the kingdom ask whatever you want she... With an oath. Oh, okay. So, so with an oath, what's what's that? That mean? means, and we take oaths very lightly now, but that means he basically staked his own eternal soul on fulfilling oh. the request she makes. Okay, or or may may God may may the yeah, gods love the make, may God strike me dead if I don't do this for you. Gotcha. So she she uh, scurries off, not sure what to ask for, and asks her mom, "Hey, what do you think? Like a brand new pony, uh, a, a, a an army? I don't know what the I don't know what it is. I want what you know. What should I ask for?" And her mom's answer is like the head of this man that you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you need to you need to have ask for the head of this man, like. What a what what a horrific experience for this child who went from uh, uh, simply dancing uh, uh, at her father's birthday, being promised a shiny new pony, uh, and well, then her mom prom steps. She in. was promised half his kingdom. Right, right, yeah. right, right. This, and this instead, it's gift. a bloody head. <laughs> right, and she doesn't even get to keep it. She doesn't even get to keep it. Like, can you imagine? Like, she 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 runs off. What should I ask for? The head of this person. I'm so unhappy that I asked you. <laughs> now classic, what do I do? I can't, I can't refuse my mother now. Yeah, the, uh, the, the classic, right. Mom! Right. Moments. Oh, Mom, gross. <laughs> no, dear, this uh, is better for all of us. Right, right. Uh, Family I imagine first. <laughs> verse 25 is, 
is uh, wholly incorrect uh, that she immediately rushed back and was so excited to present this request. Uh, uh, I imagine this was uh, almost the quintessential teenage, you know, mumbling in your breath. Oh, I want you to give me it once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. I'm sorry, what was that, honey? The head of John the Baptist on a platter. Whatever. <laughs> And uh, once it happens, the girl, uh, the, the, the daughter, there's no way this didn't happen with like exasperation and a giant sigh. Like, here's your bloody head. Gross. I'm leaving. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I could have had a castle. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she did. <laughs> Incidentally, traditionally, uh, Christians have identified the daughter as um, Salome to straighten out the bizarre name dynamics a salome uh salome or salome not no, salami how, right not but salami. however you care it's to pronounce spelled it almost like salami <laughs> and that also, i like the name salami that <laughs> also comes name. from <laughs> that okay here's a fact <laughs> okay yes yes sorry <laughs> that also comes from the historian's independent account of this mm. these series of events okay so, yes, the in Mark, the names are all screwy, but in real life, they were not. Okay. That so Josephus was... tells us, okay, that this was the daughter's name, this was the wife's name, and gotcha. Herod, by the law of Leviticus, could not go near her, certainly could not have her as a wife, but did it anyway. Gotcha. Okay. So Mark had been drinking at the time when he wrote the story. I'm like, everybody's name is Herod. And well, he was just wrong. I'm thinking more of the the image that the Gospels are not written by a single person working by candlelight, but more a person writing down the campfire stories. Mm, and okay. so it's it would be more three people at once shouting the names and poor Mark doing his best to get them down right. <laughs> Okay, I heard Herod four times. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> okay. And then Josephus's history is published, and poor Mark's like, oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> Salome. Oh, I didn't hear. Someone didn't say Salome very loud. I yeah. <laughs> That's your fault, Zechariah. You know what you did. <laughs> That's on you, man. <laughs> I'm I just one man. So long, I'm just one man with a scroll. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, or, yeah, uh, or it was ancient autocorrect that once there, again put in the wrong word. <laughs> oh, proper name. Cl Got to be a Herod. Brody. Clipper, <laughs> Clippy, the paperclip uh, yeah. uh, showed up on his. It seems to me that you're trying to to write a gospel writing. Can I help? <laughs> Use Herod or the female form. <laughs> right, Herod. It's a, it, it's 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 Herod's wife actually. But uh, thank you very much, <laughs> Clippy. Uh, Herod Herodias, female Herod. Yes. <laughs> Find and replace all of right. the you Herod. You know. I just got to click and move on. I have a deadline. <laughs> right. I just, I didn't go back and proofread. What can I say? <laughs> there you go. That, that's, that's a possible explanation. Yeah, it yeah. was like, uh, the name will come to me. I'm right. Gonna write it was Herodias. a place. And actually, you know that, I wonder if that's, that's actually a possibility. That was a hey. placeholder that, a placeholder that never was returned to. Right. It's not Herod. I know it's not Herod. It's, the, it's, it's Herod's wife, Herod, Herod. Lady Herod. I'm just going to write <laughs> Lady Herod in here, and I will come back to that before we go to print. Uh, and and then the know. Romans beheaded him, so he couldn't go back. <sighs> I they were very fond of this uh, uh, separating your head from your shoulders. Uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, but uh, unfortunately, uh, like I said, great, great gospel uh, reading for a baptism. Um, but. Uh, um, uh, yeah, this like I said, this right, this whole story, in my head, does not play out the way Mark writes it. A hundred and fifty percent, not the way that he writes it. Well, yeah, like, it it's clearly in in art and um, drama and all. It's one of the faves to to depict 
because mm-hmm. it has so many layers of scandal in it that yeah you, you can yeah. step back you know, make this racy depiction and say hey it's the bible what can i do right uh, right because there's certainly an implication of herod lusting after his own daughter in a very creepy yeah, way. Yeah, I didn't really want to touch on that, but I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah, a yeah, little bit. I mean, Herod, bit. Herod, Herod was a bad, bad man and killed lots of people for no good reason, not including John the Baptist. Um, and certainly his sex life was out of control. So, yeah, this this symbolized all that. Mm. yeah this yeah uh yeah um yeah awful yeah (laughs) very very family friendly (laughs) and so okay and one of the things to draw from it is that there is a parallel to what will happen to jesus who is also innocently accused of nutty stuff and killed Mm, yeah i mean they're they're, true and so that that's part of what we're supposed to you know see out of the corner of our eye so to speak is wait a minute this this innocent holy person being imprisoned and then suddenly killed where oh yeah monday thursday good friday okay mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and so there's some pe- and so for early christians especially john the baptist was considered a model for what Christians should expect. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, uh, if if if, you, if that was the model, uh, it did not disappoint for a lot of people. Yeah. Um. um yeah, which and is if, unfortunate. And sadly, in modern Christianity, in various places around the world, the expectation is if you believe in Christ, you get a Mercedes Benz. Yeah, a little, <laughs> a little different. How far we've come? <laughs> yes. You know what? I will take that half kingdom. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like that was a Janis Joplin cultural right. note. <laughs> yeah. Got to footnote it. <laughs> yep. Yep. For sure. Uh, well, with uh, with that ball of fun, uh, I think we will call uh, this to close your podcast for July 11th, 2021, the seventh Sunday after Pentecost. Uh, uh, and and uh, again, a happy uh, uh, Independence Day, July 4th uh, uh, week uh, having just passed. Uh, the hottest days of the year are upcoming. Hurrah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but the air conditioning at the church is working great and we are yes. worshiping in person so uh, yeah if you need sort some air conditioning person? come to church <laughs> and and not just with in in person if you're fully vaccinated yeah you can come without a mask yeah so um uh we look forward to uh, doing so it was so great to sing uh uh um uh Last without Sunday, a mask uh, yeah without a mask it it, it actually does make a, a big difference oh, yeah. at least, uh, at i'm least sorry i so. i missed it but yeah i did we'll i did have again. a better we'll thing do to again. do yes we, we yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely no one faults you for that i know so uh but but yeah so we look forward to uh worshiping with you uh either uh online uh live 10 a.m on sunday or uh in person 8 a.m or 10 p.m on sunday a.m uh a.m what did I say? PM? Yeah. Don't, I mean, you you are more than that, welcome to come at 8 p.m. if you'd like. Uh, there will be no service. It'll I be apologize. a beautiful evening outside. <laughs> it'll be a beautiful evening. But more importantly, at 10 p.m., you would be able to watch the 10 a.m. service because once it takes place, it is saved on YouTube. So you yes, can watch it on there. demand. Yes. Uh, so so uh, uh, we will. We do look forward to uh, to to a baptism this Sunday. And uh, uh, I'm now very much looking forward to seeing what you do with the gospel. Oh, um, I forgot the punchline. Oh, Kathy Gray is preaching. It's up to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh no. 
That Kathy, was, we wish you all the best. That was her gift to me. That that was she, we together went to meet Nicholas. But her gift to me was that I would not have to be worrying about a sermon as we were driving home and such. <laughs> she is such a kind soul. She I don't is. know if she knows what she actually signed up for. <laughs> she does now. Good luck, Kathy. <laughs> All right, and with that, uh, we look forward to talking with you next week. And until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.